What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of the Got Next podcast, an off-season edition. My name is Carlos, joined as always by my trusty co-host Rafa. It's been a while. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty well. I uh, just saw just saw some family that I haven't seen in a while. My parents. Um, so batteries are recharged. Plus, my uh, surgeon was off uh, the last Ooh. two weeks. So. I've kind of had some uh, some time to rest. So batteries are kind of recharged, and by Tuesday, they will be drained. So I'm just looking forward to doing this podcast. Opposite for me. Um, <laughs> it's been a crazy yeah. month and a half here. I just moved to Singapore. so. But um, this weekend is National Day in Singapore, so there's a holiday on Tuesday. Oh, nice. So get a long weekend a little bit. Like Monday, awesome. no one's going no to be doing work on Monday. <laughs> Even if like half the office is taking off and then those who are coming in, including me, won't be doing much. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I think before, we, today we're doing our wine cellar teams, but uh, I think we have to address a very big piece of news that happened in the NBA world. Yes. Um, Bill Russell passed away last week, July 31st, at the age of 88. Fortunately, he died peacefully in this home next to his Thanks to his wife. So peaceful, peaceful, uh, not, not a tragic uh, loss. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, one of the greatest NBA players of all time, one of the greatest people of all time. Uh, I just want to read yeah. out his career highlights on Wikipedia. Just, just Please. to remind everyone of what he's achieved in, the, in his life, particularly from the NBA part. 11-time uh, mm-hmm. champion in 13 years, 5-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, one NBA also in Game MVP, three three first teams, eight second teams, uh, one all defensive first team, and that's because it was the first year it was introduced. <laughs> Four time rebounding champion, NBA Lifetime Achievement Award. He was on the all all four 20, uh, NBA anniversary teams, 25, 35, 50, and seven, uh, 75th. Of course, he has his number six retired by the Boston Celtics. He won the NCAA twice in 1955 and 1956. He won that tournament's most outstanding player. UPI College of the Year, not sure what that is, to be honest. <laughs> two times Helms <laughs> Player of the Year. Two times Consensus First Team All-American. WCC Player of the Year. Three times First Team All-WCC. Wow. His number six was also retired by the San Francisco Dons, his, his college. And then he got the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011. Not to mention two of his 11 rings as head coach. Yes, player and head coach. Yeah, player coach. Yes. And frankly, it would have been 12 rings if he didn't sprain his ankle in 1958. Yeah, again. Um, so uh, just an incredible basketball career. Considering he started ba- playing basketball pretty late. I think he only started in high school. So that's the oh. interesting thing. He's, yeah. Or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but he didn't grow up playing basketball. He started basketball at a later age than most. Um, so you kind of see why he was like a little different stylistically than even the players like next to him. <clears throat> like you kind of see, you kind of see the difference and the way he, especially on offense, the way it's a little more odd. But that's why like. You see his forward thinking in this because he started late. He kind of had to figure out how to get caught up to speed. He was athletically very gifted, but he didn't have that basketball coordination that you have 
uh, that you if develop you, when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I know all that stuff from listening to his interviews, reading his books and all that. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> one thing I, I want to add, into, wait, one ahead. thing I want to add, he probably would have like a bunch of block, block championships as, Oh yeah. <laughs> if, if that oh, was yeah. recorded at the time, like maybe for all 13 of his, all 13 seasons of his career, potentially. Oh yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> um, it sucks because he honestly probably would have gotten several triple doubles with blocks and maybe even quadru- <laughs> a quadruple double here and there. Yeah. Um, Nate Thurman was the first quadruple double recorded. So, but you think about Russ, he what, averaged uh, 16 or so points, 20 something rebounds and then five assists, something like that. I don't know exactly off the top of my head but you're it, about your bob grade you have to you have to assume that if those are his averages he probably had a couple of quadruple doubles that just weren't recorded yep so um should i just get into my to my whole thing i kind of yeah. prepared something yes yes i think you'll Bill. cover more the non the non-basketball stuff especially a little bit, a little bit. Um, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on Bill Russell's history and all that, but I have read stuff. So, you know, um, my, his- my personal story with Bill Russell um, is, you know, when I was really first getting into basketball, which is around like 2005 during the playoffs, um, you know, I was, D-Wade is the guy who I was, I was watching and that's how I fell in love with the game. And once that ended and we got into the off season. That's when I started doing a little bit of research um, just to learn stuff about the NBA. Um, you know, the household names, Jordan, um, Shaq and all that. But I, I found that the Boston Celtics in the sixties and early 50, or late fifties had won 11 rings in 13 years. I was like, damn, that's insane. So then you of course stumble upon Bill Russell. Um, so, at that point in the, in the um, prime years of the internet, I started reading any article I could find on Bill Russell, any possible YouTube clip there was, there weren't many, but like anything I could find on Bill Russell, I would read it or watch it or whatever. Uh, and the most common thing that I read was that he basically had Michael Jordan's killer instinct. He intimidated and, on it psychologically tormented a lot of his opponents and reading his books um about his mentality um and how he thought about the game that made me a better basketball player but i also learned of some of the uh i guess the racism that he encountered while he played for the celtics i learned of the stories where he wasn't allowed to dine at certain restaurants um and so he would like boycott certain games um, but he was still expected to sign autographs for children, like the white children. And his home in Boston was broken into, vandalized with racial slurs. It, cherished items were like were stolen from his house. And yet he was still expected to go onto the basketball court, perform and win championships and basically be kind to his largely white audience. Um, Dude, one of them shat on his bed. <laughs> that's yes, that's yeah. One of them took a dump on his bed. So, you know, 
even though at the time he was their biggest star. I mean, at that time, I don't even know if the New, Eng- New England Patriots existed. The Boston Bruins weren't shit. The Boston Red Sox weren't shit. It was all about the Boston Celtics from a professional sports team standpoint. So Russell has said it in his books and he never believed that the city of Boston, I still don't know that the city of Boston really appreciates everything Bill Russell did for him, that Bill Russell did for them. Bill Russell always said his loyalty was to the Celtics, not to Boston. So no no more exemplified than the fact that Russell didn't get a statue in Boston until 2012. We, you and I arrived in Boston in 2013 and the statue hadn't been there for very long when we got there. So as a Celtics fan and as a, an NBA fan, I, I hope to do Bill at least a little bit of justice because he wasn't just one of the most important people for the NBA. He was one of the most important leaders for social justice and civil rights. He set the precedent for NBA players to use their public platform to speak on injustice and to not sit idly by. He marched with Martin Luther King. He stood by Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and other black athletes from the 60s at a summit to begin the conversation about racism in America and to support Muhammad Ali's decision to not fight in the Vietnam War. for all the NBA titles, MVPs, and Olympic gold medals that he's accumulated over his illustrious career. I'm sure that the most cherished piece of hardware that he has was that Presidential Medal of Freedom that Barack Obama bestowed upon him in 2011. There's no question that that is is his most cherished thing. And I think that he 100% earned that. He was as influential as any other player or person to my appreciation for basketball and especially the history of basketball, but also history of America, especially for African-Americans. If you have not read the book Second Wind by Bill, I highly suggest you do. It is his memoir and it describes his early life from how he grew up moving from Louisiana to California um, in Oakland to later in life and everything. It's just a phenomenal read. So Bill Russell, I just wanted to say thank you for everything. Rest in power. Well said, Rafa. Um, I hope you can add anything to that. Um. <laughs> and you did, you did put um, Bill Russell's interview with um, Bill Simmons on YouTube, Russell's house. That's also another one I highly recommend where he specifically talks about um, a lot of stuff. His experiences in Boston um, and some really significant moments in his life. Regardless of what your opinion is on Bill Simmons, it's it's a great interview. If you want to learn about Bill Russell, that's that and the book are really good places to start. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. Unless you wanted to add anything else. Um, not really. I just, I, I, I kind of just wrote that. Like, it just like spewed out of me. And, you know, Bill, Bill Russell was, is the reason that I appreciate, uh, you know, basket, like 60s and 50s basketball. 
Like he's the, the reason for that I ever bothered to learn about it. The man uh, jumped over someone else on a fast break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was, and I, and just remembering like as much of a, on the one hand, he was the very much Michael Jordan trying to intimidate uh, his teens, but he was also like that kind, um, just great teammate that respected that everyone. And yeah. like everyone, every interview you listen about his teammates, everyone just gushes about how much they love Bill Russell and all that. So yep. I, I want, it, I, I guess to relate to you and how I learned about Bill Russell, he, I used to have, I used to have all those NBA documentaries uh, when I was a kid. Um, yeah. I think the one where they really highlighted his, I think they were just going through like the stars of each of each decade. And when they were going through the 60s part, the one thing I didn't comprehend as a kid was, I think it was um, Tommy Heinsohn. One of, one of his teammates was telling the story about how Bill Ross would throw up before all his games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't right. comprehend it when I was a kid. I was like five. I was like, throw okay <laughs> but then like looking back like shit that guy was throwing up before games as a just because he was that like hyped up and like nervous i guess I, i'm not sure why he was throwing up but he was oh yeah he was nervous ready <laughs> oh yeah he was he wanted to perform out there oh yeah yeah i mean he was throwing up for like middle of december games like not even game seven of the playoffs yeah. right so that's his intensity. He wanted to win every game. Will Chamberlain said it. Every game was to Bill was like a test of his manhood. Like he, that's how yep, seriously yep. he took his craft. And just the number of modern players who have taken lessons from Bill and have used it in their games. Kobe Bryant mentioned it. Kevin Garnett has mentioned it. Tim Duncan has mentioned it. So many players have been influenced by Bill. And like you see the impact that Bill Russell has had um, both on and off the court. Like Jalen Brown still talks about um, Bill Russell's influence on social justice matters. So even though he stopped playing in 1969, the effect that Russell has, you see his influence everywhere. Every part of the NBA, um, Bill Russell has had a hand on. I think... Uh, maybe I'll end with this. If there was, you know, you know how like some people will ask that question. If there was one NBA player that you could ever meet and have dinner with, Bill Russell would probably be my number one. Yeah. Just to, just to learn about his life, try to get some of his wisdom. And the fact that he always made it a point to say that signing autographs is a very, shallow and, and fickle thing but he would rather shake your hand and have a conversation with you because that will actually be a lasting memory and just and any any piece of advice any wisdom that i could get from him i would i would have cherished that and to ever be in the same building as bill we were in the same building as bill that was in and of itself crazy Wait, when? One of the playoff games? Yeah, one of the Celtics games. Bill Russell was on was courtside. 
Wait, you're right. You're right. Shit. I took a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just to even like be able to say, I like saw Bill Russell. Yeah. Like yeah. that already was like, wow. He was old. He had a cane. And, but the presence of greatness, you still felt it, even though he was on the first row. And we were on the, what, 350th <laughs> row? Like we were at the back of the nosebleed. Yeah. Like probably the second to last row we were at. And you yep. still felt his presence. Yep. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. All right. So moving on to our wine cellar teams, uh, just to give some context, this is the concept introduced by Bill Simmons in his book of basketball. So essentially, we have to pick a 12, 12-man team uh, and specifying what year as well to play a bunch of aliens who are taking over the world when they get basketball. <laughs> yes, yeah. the aliens are kind of like the uh, the monsters, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, and of course, like with picking players, like you can't duplicate players or like pick players from different years. Like you can't just go, I'm gonna pick 91 Jordan, 92 Jordan, 93 Jordan. Can't do that. Ninety five shots and one old Shaq. Exactly. <laughs> like that'll probably cause like a, a wormhole in the space time continuum. <laughs> so let's let's avoid doing that. We're trying to win basketball games, not break physics. Okay. Um. So yeah, from a team building standpoint, just really quick. Um. You know, how are you choosing, or how are you constructing your team, or choosing the players for your team? Is it like? Are you just picking the best players at each position or um, how are you going about this? No, I actually have a bunch. First, I think the first few spots were like easy, like best players, but then it's more about how these stars like fit to fit, fit with each other. So I actually have a few like interesting ones in terms of what year I picked for certain players, just because I feel like that certain year they'd be played fit better with the rest of the team you know, kind of thing. This is why I like doing a pod with you. You think about like, well, it's not just Magic Johnson, like picking whatever player yeah. it is, right? It's like, okay, well, this is his skill set at this time. Does that fit better here? Love that. Okay. So um, uh, anything else before we actually get into it? How are you picking? Same, similar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I should. So it's, it's pretty similar. I... The way I did it is I kind of start with my foundational players, which is really like my two main players. Um, and then I build off of that. I build off of their talents. Um, thinking about, I've just thought about like how the best teams in the NBA um, have been constructed um, offensively, defensively, um, mm. and kind of try to replicate it as best I can. But it's also hard to replicate when you're picking like the best players. Yeah, because like you're not you're these guys are gonna right. You're not pick. Yeah, like you're not picking just like role players. You're, you're trying to pick all time level players with multiple skills that could or could not fit. So to me, uh, fit is more important than talent. But also IQ is very important and all that. Defense is as important as offense. Um, and the way I'll be kind of talking about each player is their best offensive and defensive role for the team, Ooh. not just their best role as an individual. Okay, okay. So I'm not sure I went that deep in terms of roles. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> gotcha. So 
Um, we're we're not, we're gonna go a little in a weird order for the starters because I ordered these on our outline just in terms of like how interesting it would be. So we're starting with shooting guard because I'm pretty sure I know who your shooting guard is. So let's start there. Who is your shooting guard? Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chuck. That is a yes. That, if you haven't if you haven't seen that, look at the all time NBA draft that um, TNT did. What it was it the TNT team did yeah. in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So which version of Allen Iverson? Um, <laughs> 99. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. That was a really random, really random year I picked. Anyway, okay. Obviously, yeah, you wouldn't even pick a one, but <laughs> yeah, not even a one. <laughs> okay, so I have, uh, of course, his airness. And I assume you as James well. James Harden? His hairness. No, I said uh, his airness, not his hairness. Ah, uh, okay. Because my shooting guard's James Harden. Oh, God. <laughs> That's worse than Al Iverson. <laughs> That's worse than Al Iverson. <laughs> No, I have, I have Jordan, too. I have Michael Jordan. What year do you have? See, this is the interesting thing, too. What year do you have? I originally was... I like, Traditionally, I would have picked, like, either 92 or 96. But then, uh, thinking basketball's recent video kind of turned me on to 91. So I have 91. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. I picked... Uh, I ended up picking 91, Jordan, as well. I still don't know if that's the right answer because... That like 91 Jordan was just the physical specimen, probably the better basketball player, the more talented player. But 96, he was just so much smart, he was smarter yep. and wiser and bigger and stronger. I don't know. I'm going for the belt right. and the layup pack rim pressure. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what I have too. Plus, he had the off-screen, off-ball screen, mid-range game already, and yep. still had the supremely high motor for uh, for defense. Although, um, although so Ben Ben's Ben's video did point out that his defense was less risky in the second repeat, so that's also yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's something and I mean, we've I seen see it like in the '96 playoffs versus Orlando, Jordan just shut Penny Hardaway down, so he's still capable of doing that shit. Yeah, so. I still don't know if I if 91 Jordan's the correct one. I just know that Jordan is the correct player. For sure. I'm pretty confident about that. For sure, for sure. Um, for me, best offensive role is, of course, shot creator. Like, duh. Great at getting to the basket whenever he wants uh, and solid mid-range counters. On the defensive end, I'll have him as an on-ball, like, wing stopper. Like, yep. get into your best perimeter player. Um and lockdown. Um, good helper from the nail to digging down the post. So he's got some off-ball chops as well, but that's that's Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, 91 Jordan. I feel like you can put him anywhere. You can put him on-ball, you can off-ball. Yes, yes. Um, and just thinking about like the construction of the rest of my team, I've got a lot of helpers and off-ball guys. I think I'm, I am going to utilize Jordan more on-ball. Um, yeah. Of course, like, you know, you're never going to be on ball 100% of the time. So um, he will have to be off ball. But I will probably stick Jordan on one of the better perimeter um, offensive players that the aliens throw at us. I will put Jordan on him. Yep. And, you know, he won't get as burnt out because he's going to play with other great players. Mm-hmm. So he should have a little more juice for defense. At least that's the yeah. hope. 
He doesn't have to do everything. Exactly, exactly. So, I know. I feel like you can put him in any role at that, at that, at that point of his career. Yes, yes. He played point guard um, a lot in the... I mean, he did a lot of playmaking in the 91 finals specifically. Oh, he did, yes. That's the thing. Jordan, um, and when I say shot creator, I'm not just talking about for himself. He created a lot of shots for other players too. Mm-hmm. Like Ben Taylor's box creation estimates have him um, at pretty much near the modern superstars that have the ball all the freaking time. Um, so that's huge. And he, from a passing standpoint, I find him, it's hard to evaluate his kick passing uh, because there weren't a ton of shooters. He literally played with like one shooter in each of his um, championships. Paxson. So, well, he had two in 91, Paxson and BJ, I guess. That's true. That's true. Craig but like, they weren't always playing together. So he didn't, like, he didn't play in the spaced out NBA. So I don't, like, it's hard to evaluate his kick passing. But he was a solid interior passer. And mm-hmm. if he could see the play in front of him, he knew how to capitalize. So, um, I don't know. Anything else to add on Jordan? Uh, not much to add. I mean, yeah. Goat, arguably, or by many's point of view. <laughs> He's our goat. Our goat. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go with our uh, small forward. Who do you have at small forward? I have 13 LeBron. Yeah, I have 13 LeBron. Oh, you got too. a quick same year also. Yes, yes. But see, this is another one where it's like, yeah, well, 13 LeBron, he still had, like, most of his jumping ability. He was, this is probably the heaviest LeBron was while still being a freak athlete. But I also thought about, like, damn, 2018 LeBron was something else, too. 2018, 2016. That was later. 2020 2020 is when he probably, like, you could really see all of LeBron's passing chops that year because he had the shooters flanking him. And then the greatest lob finisher. Like, he basically had every off-ball threat that LeBron James would capitalize on. Yep. But is that, like, a team construction thing? Did LeBron James have that? some of that in other years? That's kind of why I went to 13 13 LeBron. Did you at at all consider 09 LeBron? Because that that Um, probably was his physical. That's, like, similar to, like, 88 Jordan or 89 Jordan being, like... Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, oh nine LeBron. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, oh nine LeBron was ridiculous for sure. But truthfully, I really didn't actually consider two thousand nine LeBron like straight up because um, his he didn't bring all of his talents together. Yeah, and yeah, I mean he was pro- like arguably the best player in the world already at that point. He already had a lot of his passing. He was that was his most freakish athlete level probably. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I couldn't get on board because I don't think he had put everything together, especially mentally. Like Mentally 100%. In the, that Doc Rivers interview where he said LeBron was just out there playing basketball. When he went to Miami, he was like starting to read stuff and actually um, call out everyone's plays. And his player, Kevin Garnett, used to do that. So him recognizing that in LeBron is a big deal. So that's kind of why I strayed away from pre-Miami LeBron. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, Plus, yeah. 13 LeBron shot 40% from three. So, you know. That's the year he went. He has a little. That's yeah. the year him and Wade weren't, weren't taking them that often, right? I think. 
No, no. You're very deliberate in their shot selection that year. But that's what I like, though. Like, I like that he's really thinking the game and trying to figure out what is the most efficient way for me to get this off. Yeah. And I think his, his spot-up numbers from that year are pretty good. Like, 40 per, like it's a, he shot 40% on spot-up threes. Well, that's 2014, but, you know, like, I think that carries over to 2013. <laughs> you don't have the, yeah. There's not the tracking data for 2013, but 2014, he shot very well from three. So, you know, that's, yeah. but his best offensive role for me, again, shot creator. Um, pretty similar to Jordan. There's, of course, like stylistic differences between them, but at the end of the day, it's shot creator. That's the role that he's filling. And of course, you can use him at many different roles. Like you can use him as a high post hub and whatever. And then defensively, he's going to be more of a helper. I, I like want to use his ability to survey the defense, provide some rim protection, but great wing defender, very switchable. Yep. So multiple roles. The year he thinks he, he should have won Depoy, but I'm not, I haven't gone back to verify that. But yeah. Yeah. That was, Being in the conversation? Yeah. Um, no. That for me, Jordan and LeBron was like, that's my foundation. The two players that I believe have peaked higher than anybody else. So that's, that's how I started the team. It's those two. And everyone else is going to be based on those two. And their talents. So, let's move on. Let's get to the. Uh, we spent what, like twelve minutes on this post. So we're doing, we're doing great. Yeah. We're trying to be concise here. So I'll try. I'll, I'll be better. I know I'm. I talk a lot. Um, who's your point guard? Here we go. This is where I'm interested. Seventeen Curry. <laughs> no way. You also have seventeen Curry. I have 17 Curry. <laughs> so here, here's an interesting thing. <laughs> Why did you pick 17 and not 16? Mainly his injuries and the playoffs. I don't want that yeah. risk on um, 17. Yeah. I could say I, for a second considered 21, but. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he was, I think he was better. And I'm not sure if he was better, but. I think I like that version more, especially considering the team he was in. Kind of, yeah. it will translate mm-hmm. to what you this kind of stack right. team that we're creating. You know, exactly. I I also considered twenty two, like this. Sorry, not twenty one, Curry. Curry twenty two. Yeah, I didn't mean twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's all good because I think like this version of Steph Curry was a better passer than any other version. He peaked as a passer this year because he figured out this weird thing where he kind of always throws like a hook. Mm. Like, instead of sky hook, it's, I guess, ground hook, but it's a pass. <laughs> but, like, it's very effective because he can get it off the... Dr- Sorry, cor- corny dad jokes. Um, but it was good because he can get it, like, off the dribble really quick, and he can do it with both hands. But really, the thing with Curry, I picked 17 partly for the injury, partly for defense. I thought mm. he had significantly improved as a defender in 17. He added some bulk, and, like, he had figured out how to, like, do that hard hedge and kind of that that you can kind of do that like trap switch maneuver that they did yeah. Curry really figured it out that year so that's a big reason why again defense is just as important so of course off-screen shot creator is his role and that's really why 
I'm guessing you have Curry here because he's just the greatest three-point shooter of all time and he fits Jordan and LeBron yeah. so well. And I was, he fits everyone. I was picturing LeBron would be the main ball handler in this in my Yeah. That works. Yeah. That works. I mean, yeah, that totally works. I mean, just think about, could you imagine a scenario where the aliens or whatever team we're playing just like face guards Curry at the half court but the two other players on the court are LeBron and Jordan. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, Jordan and LeBron are looking around like, we're really playing four on four right now. Like having, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like having them, having a defense have to make that choice is fucking brutal. I love it. I love it. 17, Craig. Okay, we're like GMT. I'm curious who you have for power forward. Jeez, why are we like... <laughs> God, okay. You say this time. Yes, okay. So I'll go first. I swear to God, if you have this guy here, I wouldn't be surprised if you have him on your team, but I I would be maybe upset if you had him here. I have 2004 Kevin Garnett. Ooh. Okay, I can definitely see why. Yes. But I think I have a modern slant on mine. So I have. Uh, oh God! I have eighty-six. Man. I have eighty-six oh. bird. Yeah, eighty-six <laughs> bird. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. So yeah, I actually. I could probably swap that LeBron too. and Bird, depending on the matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for having Bird. I think I'm going with Garnett. Um, Which is O four, right? O four, yes. I am. He's there for the defense part of it because um, I like his off-ball stuff on offense as a roller and the popper, mm-hmm. and you can use him as a high-post hub. Yeah, he's got superior passing and good outside shooting. I wish he would shoot more threes because he took a lot of shots where his heel was on the three-point <laughs> line. I do not like that. He could he could turn himself into like a thirty-five percent three-point shooter. With like minimal practice, honestly, but it, it's really the defense, like his helper and paint protection role that I have him here for, mm-hmm. calling out and anticipating plays. I just went with more of a defensive look because I think like with my three other guys, I'm all set offensively, but I need to kind of bring it in defensively. And Garnett is there to switch to help to guard post players like yeah he does it all on defense that's kind of what i needed i needed that level there so oh for garnett but why don't you uh, discuss your bird pick yeah if, uh, well well the offense would be okay with those three already that we just previously mentioned i, I felt i want to give them a little bit more especially lebron and mj a little, a little more space driving the lane yes so bird will help space the floor a little bit more I think you'll see it as well with my center pick, how that will help. And then I figured my three other, my three other players, like LeBron, MJ, and my center, will be able to offset any perceived weaknesses on defense uh, from Bird and, That's fair. Bird and Steph. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, of course, I considered Bird there too. He fits in way too well with pretty much any player in NBA history, like not just the shooting, but the movement, movement, passing, the passing, he's cerebral, built, uh, uh, 
defense and offense super smart. And I think here's the here's the thing that's super underrated about Bird. Bird wouldn't give a shit if he like took five shots a game. He really wouldn't. He would do, he would do everything else. And you never have to worry about effort. Yeah, on defense, he's not the best man defender, but he's a really good help defender. He has the motor. You'll never question his effort. Yep. And I love that. He'll dive on the floor for loose balls. He's probably one of the tough, he's one of the toughest players ever. So I get it. I, I, I do not knock the bird pick at all. Okay. Um, so who is anchoring the paint for you then? But along yeah. with next to Garnett, you have, I assume you have a Twin Towers set up. In this. I do have a Twin Towers. Um, I have 2003 Tim Duncan as my center. Ooh, I like I I like that partnership with KG actually. Yes. If anybody is gonna pack me up for saying Duncan was a power forward, you can <laughs> honestly just shut the fuck up. Okay. He if just go on basketball reference and look at the percentage of time he spent at center versus power forward in his career. He was nominally a power forward playing with David Robinson. But do you honestly think Tim Duncan was the power forward to Fabricio Alberto? Yes. <laughs> and Rosho and Asterovich. And Rosho and Tiago like, Honestly, and Tiago Splitter. <laughs> he may have been, but the point of it is that I don't care what he was actually listed as. The things that he does is basically oh, what you would do, think a center does. So, and the really important role that he fills, other than rim protector, of course, he's a paint protector is he's the primary post defender. And I'm just thinking, like, if the aliens, what they do is if they, like, do the whole like Mike thing and steal um, other players, like, talents, Yeah. what if, what if one of them takes Shaquille O'Neal? Then you have Tim Duncan. Then you need someone to guard him, and I think Tim Duncan does that as well as anybody. Like, there's a history, there's a precedent. Like, Duncan has guarded Shaq. Yeah. And there's no like limiting Shaq, but Duncan does as well as anybody. But my thought with this lineup with the KG and Duncan thing is if the Wallace brothers bothered Dun- Shaq this much, Ooh. could you imagine if it was Duncan and Garnett instead? Yeah. Supercharge that? Like, are you kidding me? That's, yeah. that's kind of my thought there. I like that. And also, pairing. Duncan's another guy who like would not give a shit if he didn't get posted. And you're picking like early, early, early 2000s Duncan who's a little bit bulkier compared to later in his career bulky but also mobile mm. so he won't get killed on like he's not switchable like garnett is but if he had to switch out on the perimeter he wouldn't get burned yep he could act, at least fill a role and then we'll scramble from there who is uh i have a feeling i know who your center is but who is your center i have a I'm not sure in the year now because I've heard people pick other years for this guy, but I have 94 Hakeem on as a center. Ooh, that is a really good one. 94 Hakeem. Wasn't he defensive player of the well, no no he was he, he went before that year. But he was MVP, finals MVP. Yes. I think he did win Depoy that year. And Depoy then. Um, so I like the pick. He's anchoring this. He's anchoring the middle for that team. Like Hakeem, just Hakeem's what one of the best centers ever. And 
I think his he just got overshadowed by Jordan in the nineties. <laughs> I feel like he'd, oh, he'd, he'd be high more highly regarded if uh, if he was able to get to the finals against the Jordan Bulls. That would be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, the ninety-four. I, Hakeem, I like the pick. Ninety-four Hakeem will anchor the paint, I and cover up any mistakes that will happen if Bird or yeah. Bird or Steph get blown by, for example. Yes, yes. And I think he's mobile enough to make, to take take on switches as well. Uh, and he has an outside me. jump shot. <laughs> yeah. Of course he yeah. is. And he can and he can make outside jump shots to somewhat yes. space the floor as well. I'm sure like. If he played in 2022, he would probably have a three-point shot. Probably. He could develop it for sure. He was a good outside shooter. He grew up in this era. Yeah. Yeah, like for sure. Embiid. Ooh. He'd be a supercharged Embiid, I think. Yeah. I like that. I like the pick. Defensively peaked hot, probably higher than anybody. Yeah. Um, just like Garnett, he's very mobile. I do like that pick. Um. I did consider Hakeem as well. And I think you're, the year that you picked, any year between 93 and 95 is probably best because that's probably when he peaked as an offensive player too. Um, and he still, he probably peaked as a defender maybe a little earlier, maybe. But he was still an elite defender at that. I mean, 94 and 93, he won Depoy. So he's two two-time winner already. So it's not bad. And yeah, I, I like it. I think that you also have surrounded... Hakeem with all the space that he needs, which is great. They can he can just operate one on one on the post. Can't really leave those yes. other two. And if they do, he can. I mean, he made the most. He was only like in the post. He only made the simple passes and those nineties rockets kickouts. Right, three. right. Will be interesting yeah. to see how he would handle like the cutters. I don't recall. Yeah, I need, maybe need to watch more film, but I'm not sure how he how much the rockets did some cutting and how his passes were into. From what I remember, when they got Clyde, it got better. But at the same time, that's Clyde Drexler. <laughs> yeah. So it was his interior passing amplified by that. Now, when he played with Otis Thorpe, he did find him um, pretty well. But Hakeem wasn't like ever a great passer. Yeah. Well, if he's um, playing with, if he played well with Clyde, 95 play, he'd probably play well with 91. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. That's very fair. Um, and Steph is better than Kenny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. So that interesting. So we, I, I figured our first three would actually be the same. Honestly. Actually, so, I honestly thought we might disagree on the on the Curry one. But. Nah, nah. I, I, I knew you would go with Curry. So <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to go with Jordan, LeBron, and Curry. I kind of figured that. That's why I put those three in order. Okay. But okay. so, yeah, those are – our picks are – uh, in the starting lineup so far, 91 Jordan, 2013 LeBron, 17 Curry, and then my bigs are 04 Garnett and 03 Duncan. You've got 86 Bird and uh, 94 Hakeem. So this is interesting. I'm really excited to see where the, uh, where the bench goes. All right. So let's, let's start with the bench, and we'll, we'll just go in order position order for this because it's – Already fucking convoluted. Um, so, uh, tell me about your backup point guard. Okay, um, I picked uh, I picked eighty five Magic to run the second unit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the more like playmaking, that. the playmaking version. 
of him. Yes, yes. So I have you? magic. You have 87. As my backup 91. point guard. 90. No, no, I have 87. <laughs> okay. I could have picked like a, a 90 version, 90s version, 90, 91, because of the three-point shooting. But honestly, I'll take the peak magic in terms of like ability to create advantages, run the second unit. I would have gone 85, but I thought 87 like really like ramped up his aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. um, to me, the reason I, I went with this version of magic is because I feel like it's not just him being the greatest point guard. He's just able to use every type of advantage like there possibly is. Like I just don't, I don't have that anywhere else. Maybe a little bit with LeBron and Jordan, but like Magic's ability to, of course the individual scoring, but that's really not the thing I'm looking at with here. No one does better using pace. No one does better capitalizing on defensive mistakes, um, finding and exploiting mismatches and um, like using the team scheme. Like, I just don't think that there's any player um, that does all of those as well as Magic does. So that's why he's mm -hmm. here. Um, but, of course, like, there's the, the absolutely putrid defense that... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He's a bad defender. But yeah, he's okay as an early helper. So that's where I would use him. Not on ball and not very much for a backline help. Mm -hmm. But, like, I will kind of use him to try to, like, strip drivers and, um, and get steals that way so, like, he can supercharge his fast break. Plus, he's playing with Jordan and LeBron, so there's that. I mean. Oh, my God, yeah. I have one lineup here for, like, fastball. I mean. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um, hey. Run and gun. Fastball? Sorry. Hell, yeah. <laughs> run and gun is the right thing. But, yeah. Ma 85, ma yeah, I think that's more. That's kind of why. Uh, yeah, you run the break a lot in the second year. Yeah. and that's fair. I I can see the '85 version of Magic because he is more egalitarian in the way he plays. But one thing that '85 and '87 Magic have in common is the outside shots really good. Mm. Like catch and shoot. I remember watching the '85 Finals, and every time Kareem kicked it out to Magic, Magic like didn't fucking miss. <laughs> I remember like I got to Game Four. I watched the entire series. I got to game four. I was like, has Magic missed an outside jump shot yet? No, like really for four games. Wow. And those were long twos. So that's why I'm like, so if I just could get him to take one step back, a step and a half back. And Warm his up a little bit. Yeah, and his like percentage is like pretty much the same. If he can be a 35% catch and shoot shooter, great. That's fine. That's, yep. that's all I care about. I'll take all his other talents and being a like a an okay three point shooter at that point. Like shooting's important, yeah. but I want his other stuff. So I think he he has too much advantages off offensively exactly. to not even despite the defense exactly to keep exactly. him off his feet. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, that's good. So shooting let's go guard. with uh, let's go with shooting guard. This, Who this is one, your shooting guard? This one was I'm, tough. Yeah. Toughest for me in terms of the year. But I'm now, I'm now thinking about switching it. 
what I was picking between uh, for uh, Kobe Bryant, two thousand or two thousand one, just because that was when he was still could play within a system with other young people. Kobe. Okay, okay. Even Froby. I was even envisioning. I the reason I'm picking. I don't want to. The reason I listed here. Oh, oh Kobe. Is because he played a little more point guard that year for that for that Lakers team. Fed a lot. Fed okay. Shaq a lot. So maybe okay. he can okay. take, take over some ball handling roles as well. But I think Owen Kobe is better. And he, and he still played stellar defense in in these early 2000s. He did. He did. Yes. Yes. Probably his best best defensive years. To be yeah. And already, because I'm already like lacking. I mean, there are some holes defensively in my in my starting lineup, and in with five magic, need some wing, def- some uh, peak Kobe. That's defense. fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I might change the one, but he caused too much trouble with that O one team early in the season. But they ended up winning anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he was a better shooter. On the- See, the years thing really can like <laughs> fuck you up, man. Like straight up, it really can. I'm, and honestly, this also possibly just a Kobe fan Homer pick, also. <laughs> hey, that's possible. But at the same time, Kobe's really fucking good. So it's not like it's a bad pick. Um. So I here's mine. This mine's a little different. Um. And this is the one I'm afraid to say because I really think I'm going to get packed up for this. Okay. Um, but I think I'll make up for it later. Um, but I, I think I'm going to get packed up for this. Ugh, I'm, I'm legitimately scared to say this, but fuck it. 2016 Clay Thompson. Oh my God! <laughs> Game 6 Clay. <laughs> Game 6 Clay. So... And just let me explain. And also, whoever is listening and is like cussing at me, just wait. Just wait till the end. Wait, wait till the end before you pack me up. Okay, wait till the end. My justification for Clay here. One, not not the future years. Oh no, no, go, go. Sorry. Sorry. Well, that's the thing. I could pick future years, but at the end of the day, it's Clay Thompson here. The reason is the shooting and the point of attack defense. Like all the six players that I've gotten, I've taken so far, only like two of them are really solid perimeter defenders, but they're both kind of vulnerable to small, speedy point guards. Like up until this point, the most dangerous player against my team um, would probably be players like Isaiah Thomas, even fucking Tony Parker. Um, like, I'm not about to get packed up by Tony Parker. But on a more serious note, I don't have the spacing that you do. Because you have Bird and Steph, you're probably fine. But I only have Steph so far. Yeah. I don't have the shooting. And so I need the guy who is going to draw the defense away from Jordan and LeBron and Duncan more than just Steph Curry. Because Steph Curry is not going to play the entire game. And he's only one guy also. Exactly. I need need that three-point shooting specifically. So that's why Clay is here. 
So don't pack me up too hard because I will, I promise I will make up for it later. Just bear with me. Give me 15 minutes or 20 minutes, however long we get to it. Just relax. 16 clay. I am shocked. 16 clay. I could go 17, 18, any one of those. I think you just 16 because of game six against the Thunder, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. I, could, I was I'm yeah. surprised you picked him as your proper backup. I thought you'd put him as, like if you're gonna pick Clay, I thought it was gonna be a wild card. I mean, honestly, anyone on the bench can play anytime. So that's true, that's true. like to me, it doesn't really matter. That's true. That's true. If, that's true. if that helps anybody packing me up right now, <laughs> just because I'm listing him here at shooting guard doesn't necessarily mean on a game-to-game basis he will get more minutes than anybody else. But I do need the guy that one, shoots really well, and two, can defend the small, quick point guards that the others might just not be able to. Like, his best role is point of attack defense. Maybe Jordan and LeBron's best role isn't point of attack defense. That's where I'm thinking to put Kobe as well. But I know that's the role I was thinking for Kobe on defense as well. Yeah. All right, so let's go small forward because I want to like I need to deflect now. <laughs> I want to get off that topic because like I legit shit a brick. Um, <laughs> okay, who do you who do you have? A, you want you want to make up make up for it now? You can you can. I'll make up for it pick. later. This isn't this isn't the pick to make up for it. <laughs> I have 1994 Scottie Pippen here. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So another defensive stopper and. Uh, a much better offensive play uh, season for him that year. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm using him for more aggressiveness, especially in transition, but still a phenomenal passer and still led the league in steals. Um, I know that he still has the motor, but really the thing that he brings, of course, is the rim protection, the early help, the switchability. Um, he's also a little weak to speed, so again, further justifying the Clay Thompson thing. But um, Scotty fills pretty much every role on defense that you need while being this excellent passer, very cerebral player on offense. He fits in with every, everything that I'm trying to do. So 94 Scotty. I could go with like 92 or even 96. Again, the years are hard. But 94 specifically, like from 94 on, I feel like his outside jumper started to get really good. Yeah, it was the best, I think. I think in the shortened season, he was making... Oh, yeah, like the, the, the year the three-point line was shortened, yeah, he was shooting like 40s, maybe like high 30s or something like that. But yeah. in 94, before the line was shortened, his outside shot, I thought, was um, already better than it had been during the first three feet. So that's kind of why I picked 94 Scotty. Okay. And you can play small ball four with him. He can guard most post players if I wanted to go uh, small ball and have Scotty at the four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he can take ball handling responsibilities, though. Exactly. Exactly. He could be, if like Magic is getting burned as a point guard at point of attack or whatever, I can put Scotty as the backup point guard in a pinch. No problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, my backup forward is. 17 Kevin Durant. Ah, okay. Yeah. 17 KD. So, like, when he was still 
willing to play in a system and not have not be so ISO heavy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think self-explanatory. Why I have KD here, another shooter. I have like three right now already. Yeah, you do. And I think he he that he, he was part of one of the better the I mean he's part of the best team of all time. So yeah. So can do, can play both offensively defensively. He can sh- spread the floor for magic. <laughs> for magic, he'll just yeah. kick it out to him. Yes. Ooh, that chemistry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So him and Kobe are these are the years where they were still, you know, playing within systems. <laughs> okay, interesting. I see where your head is at. Like you're picking players who are more like fitting in a system. I mean, probably because you think they can fit better. Yeah, because especially in this kind of this kind of team, right? They're all like superstars. There's yes. only one ball still. <laughs> that's that's very fair. No, that's that. I mean, that's exactly the way I'm I'm thinking about it too. Um, huh, yeah. 17 Durant. I like that too because he's similar to Pippen. He can play that small ball for, and because he's tall. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's. I assume you'll have another power forward and center that are tall also. So you could play like this big ball lineup of whoever you're like two bigs and then Durant and you have three seven footers on the court. That would be insane. I, do have, a, I do have a big ball lineup uh, in one of my lineups here. Yes. <laughs> so I like that. Like you can go small, you can go uber big and it still work. I like Durant's off ball game. Very good at catch and shoot threes. He shot like 40% I think that year yeah and he'll know I don't have all the stats all in front space. of me so if anyone's gonna correct me uh, but he's also very good at driving um, off the catch I like it I like I like 17 KD all right so who is your um, backup power forward This one might, I'm not sure if it'll get a similar reaction to 16 play, but I have 21 Giannis. 21 Giannis. <laughs> I'm interesting. In case I need some more defense, you can just replace me. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Like, so far, your big men are very mobile defenders. So I yeah. like that. Um, 21 Giannis. And he's very switchable. Okay. He can guard pretty much anyone. And yes. we all know his great help defense. And he's Absolutely. Shaq, a perimeter Shaq. <laughs> perimeter version of Shaq. That's very true. Devastating rim pressure. What I like about this Giannis pick is that so far, just looking at your, your lineup so far, you've got a ton of off-ball guys, but you don't have anybody that's like, off-ball rim gravity. Giannis provides that, and I really like that. You can oop it to him. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, like, Jordan and LeBron are going to suck the defense in, but Giannis, just by being on the floor, is going to suck the defense to him. Yeah. He might... Nah, I'm not going to say he's the deadliest dunker spot threat you have, but, like, him just, like, moving around in the paint. Oh, I, like I-, I have one coming up. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I know, I know who your, I know who your center is already. Um, <laughs> so before we get to that, I'll just go ahead and give my my power forward. Um, this is where I have eighty six bird. Oh, okay, okay. 
The only reason he's not starting is because I I want I wanted more of the defensive look. But again, like I said, the shooting, the passing, the helping defense, the hustle, the effort. 86 Bird. I mean, you can't not have him on an all-time team that where fit matters because his like he fits he can with play. everybody. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't think we need to go in the 86 Bird too much. I really just want to get to your backup center because I know who it is. I know I, I'm gonna throw a curveball. Can I say it? No, no. I'm gonna throw a curveball here and say I didn't serious? know what year to pick, but I put Bill Russell here. Wow! <laughs> wow! I much sure, I put 62 nominally just because that he won MVP over a triple double season for Oscar Robertson somehow, and the 50 point, 25 rebound season. Wow! Him. I'm I thinking he can. I fucking love that. <laughs> Also on our dedication episode for Bill Russell. I love that. Rest in peace. Um, holy shit, I love that pick. <laughs> curveball, curveball. That's a good one. Yeah, so I'm thinking he can either play either center for playing small ball or, um, or yes. even like a Draymond type power forward. Okay. I still think I still think I know you, one of your two picks. I still think you're gonna pick this player. But okay, I like the Bill Russell thing because I, what I like about it is um, he will never, in in Bill Russell's words, Bill Russell will never distort your offense or your defense. Yeah, and I like that he'll play within himself. He's never gonna demand the ball. In fact, honestly, he'll probably not take any shots unless it's an offensive rebound or a wide open dunk or something, and he'd be yeah. fine with it. And he's a good passer. He has the passing instincts. That fast break with him, Russell and Magic and LeBron and Jordan. I I imagine he can build some alley oop chemistry with with uh with Magic. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, lob threats really like vertical spacing I mean, didn't exist too much, but I mean exactly. <laughs> so, but I imagine he kick. He'll, he'll figure it out. He's Bill Russell. Oh, he'll figure it out <laughs> if you just give him a summer. Let him watch some film about some guys. It's like, oh, I can do this. Perfect. <laughs> Um, and also, like, honestly, even if you just took him from then to now, he could guard perimeter players. Like, I, I am so convinced that that's true. I mean, give him give him proper basketball shoes, and he'll be good. Yes, <laughs> you tell him like, hey, by the way, these shoes have support. Actually, <laughs> the hardwood has like some give, so it's not gonna tor- be torturous on your knees. <laughs> Great, he's like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And I mean, they didn't really have modern strength and conditioning. Yeah. Oh, there, are, there are no. They can play like like their breaks in between. There's no back to backs anymore. <laughs> Could you imagine if he just bulked up to like 250 pounds or 240, maybe still mobile but strong? Sheesh. Yeah. I like the Bill Russell pick. Um, truthfully, I didn't have Bill on my team just because mm-hmm. like of that uncertainty, but. Man, like I, you could you really could put him on here. Like I, I'm not knocking it at all, and I really considered Bill, like strongly considered Bill. 200, he was 215 on the listed weight. Interesting. Shit. Yeah, get him to 235, 240. Wow. Jeez. All right, so here's my backup center. Um, I actually went with 77 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Mr. So this guy hook. Mr. Skyhook. I think the reason I went with this here is because I have a ton of defensive helpers. 
Um, I have a solid amount of defense already. And I think I wanted a little more shot creation, like individual shot creation. I already have specialists there, Jordan and LeBron. Steph can do a little, Bird can do a little, Magic can do a little, but I wanted someone, like the rest of those guys, the role is going to be like to create everything and like not just like individual scoring, creating an advantage from that. I wanted, this is where Kareem comes in. So just the post player, give me a slightly different creation look than Jordan and LeBron, <laughs> but is also active off ball in the paint. Not quite the vertical threat that Giannis and Russell is, but um, very smart player, very good passer. That's kind of the thing I, I had. Like there were a bunch of other players I considered for this position. I landed with Kareem just because I think like he's the smartest of all but one of them. And he's good enough defensively mm-hmm. with decent mobility that he won't totally get burned. And even if he does, I wouldn't play Kareem without either LeBron, Pippen, or Garnett at the four. Even if you put Bird there, like the, the help would be there, but the individual defense wouldn't be as great. But I feel like I have the players to fill in for Kareem's defensive weaknesses. I think his defensive strengths would still be there, the shot blocking and all that. Yeah. I mean, and then when you said individual creation, I mean, it has one movement, but it will go in almost all the time. I mean, the surest two points. It's <laughs> yeah. the surest two points in the NBA history. I wonder if he would if he could have made it a uh, three pointer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be so sick. Someone like that would be so sick. <laughs> I don't know, but man, he had he had legitimate like eighteen foot range with that. <laughs> that famous like nineteen eighty or seventy nine game winner where Magic like jumped in his arms. It was yeah. a sky hook from sixteen feet. <laughs> yeah, that game winner. He had a game winner against the in, in Milwaukee against the Celtics from like from the baseline. That was pretty far also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, just the surest two points. That's why I had uh, 77 Kareem here. His best year. All right. So let's go with our, uh, our last two roster spots here. So give me your 11th, I guess 11th and 12th man. Just give them both. This is where I was just in. Navy needed additional scoring punch off the bench. I put end shooting. So I have 01 Ray. Ray Allen. 01 Ray. Okay. Additional shooting. He probably yes. will get the least minutes in this team. Okay. And then would you like to say my last one? Uh 01 Shaq. Oh, I picked 00 actually. Okay. 2000 Shaq. That's <laughs> my last guy. In case I wanted to. He's thousand shack. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, two thousand shacks probably arguably the best piece ever. You know, single season. You could argue that. Yes. Yes. You could. He's in that conversation for sure. <clears throat> for sure. When he wanted to be, he was the best best basketball player ever. Yeah. Exactly. It's just did he always want? It? Exactly. So, I think, I mean, Shaq. If we need big ball, it can slide hooking to the four, put Shaq and center. Good, you could. That's like, that's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> I like this. All right. So, my final two spots, and this is where I make up for it, because just because I'm saying this is the eleventh man, 
he could very well just play more minutes. Um, this is where I have 2009 Kobe Bryant. Oh, 2009. I picked 2009. The reason is, like, you've mentioned it. Like, on the 0-1 team, he kind of caused some trouble. He did. Right? He kind of did. And I want 2009 over... I consider 2008 or 2006, but I wanted post Shaq championship Kobe because, like, I don't know. Not that he ever needs more confidence, but, like, I feel like on that 09 team, he really, like, found struck the best balance ever of being a scorer, yeah. off-ball player to fit in with the rest of his teammates. And when he turned up, he turned up as a defender. I actually had, I considered two other players here, and I only added Kobe here this morning. Before, right before we recorded. Ooh. Yeah. You're working on this before we got on this call. <laughs> Because the more, I was working on this for a while, but the more I thought about it, it was like, honestly, those other two guys, yeah, they're great, but they just don't quite do what Kobe does. Yeah. And this is a mature version of Kobe. It was like, I don't think, I think this will be okay. And yeah. honestly, like, I'll, I'll mention this kind of in the snubs. Fuck it, I'll mention it here because I'm, I'm already on it. Really, the thing that put me over the other two guys I'm going to mention in the snubs, I watched Olympic film. Mm. I didn't watch NBA Kobe film because that, like, that actually threw me away from Kobe. That's what I was... when I watched him, when I watched him in the Olympics. 08 Kobe, uh, like, 2008 Kobe, 2008 Olympics. 2008 and 2012. I was like, oh, okay. So I watched Kobe in times take over when he needed to, but fitting in with near-prime D-Wade, near-prime LeBron, near-prime Melo, near-prime Dwight, like all these great players, and yet he was doing a lot of spot-up shooting, spot-driving, extra passing, yeah, and just willing. I, and I listened to a Coach K interview where he was like, the first practice, Kobe didn't take a shot. Not a single shot, because all he did was defend. And because Kobe, in his mind, had Manu Ginobili on mind in 2008. Yeah. And unfortunately, that never happened. But like that mindset of Kobe fitting in with his better teammates, figuring it out. And then when he had to take over, he took over. Yeah. But all that stuff that he did to fit in, that's why I ended up with Kobe. And Kobe's just smarter than the other two guys I picked. Plus, Yourself. even at this point... Yeah, even at this point, like this is 29, 30-year-old Kobe, he could still, like he still had defensive success against prime Tony Parker. Yeah. So if he had success there, I think he'd be able to fit with other guys. And because he doesn't have to carry the entire offensive load, he'll have the juice to defend. I'll take the smarter version of Kobe in this instance. Makes sense. So, I mean, I, I think if I recall correctly, like the reason why Bill Simmons left uh, Kobe out of his original wine cellar team was because he thought that he might just try to beat Michael Jordan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I like, I want that competitiveness from Kobe. I still want that, but I don't want Kobe to be so singularly focused on it that he's taking away from the rest of the team. Yeah. I think this version of Kobe will still have, he'll still have that competitive edge. He's still going to want to kick Mike's ass, but it'll be more of a, a 
it'll be more to the betterment of the team rather than he's just going to take every shot and, you know, yeah. do that. He'll actually lock up too. I mean, considering it's against the aliens who are going to take over the world if they lose, I think he'll have right, right. bigger priorities. <laughs> well, the fact that, like, that, that Coach K interview really, like, shined the light on Kobe, his willingness to do other stuff besides score, score, right? Like, the fact that Coach K actually be like, look, I've seen you hurt people offensively. Will you shoot the fucking ball? The fact that yeah. Coach K had to tell him to actually shoot. tell Kobe to shoot, that shows me more of a maturity. So I'm like, okay, I'll take that version of Kobe. Because the off-ball stuff, too, I think he'll fit. Even if you played Kobe and Michael together, they'd oh, fit. They'll fit. They'll fit. And I think Kobe, catch and shoot, move, movement shooting, good enough. Yeah. Plenty of spacing from that. And so if I think that, yeah, Clay Thompson's as an overall movement shooter is way better than Kobe. Kobe just does everything else. I just needed that specific skill. And then um, my 12th guy? man, I know, 12th man, 22 Giannis. 22. And I picked 22 because I think that he's just a little smarter than 21. The I pass like it. from like it. passing, he's a little more off ball. He's smarter with his cuts. Still great defensively, but he's... 22 Giannis kind of, for me, crossed the threshold of work smarter, not harder. Mm. That IQ thing put 22 over 21 Giannis for me. That's fair, actually. I didn't actually, my immediate thought with Giannis is 21, but I did not consider 22, which you might actually have a point. You might have a point there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, just because I think this this version of Giannis gives a different look as a big man than my other big. So, that's where I have Giannis. I mean, could you just imagine? And I guess this is where we'll get into lineups. Could you imagine a fast break with Giannis, Magic, LeBron, Jordan? <laughs> Shit, yeah. And then like just flank them, flank them with a shooter. Put Clay, put okay. Steph. Like, like, could you imagine a fast break where Magic is leading it? The wings are LeBron and Jordan. Um, kind of crashing into the hoop. Steph Curry spotting up at the corner. Taylor. <laughs> and the trailer's Giannis. I like that look. Yeah. I like that look. Um, tell me about some of your lineups. You sound like you're very excited about these lineups. Okay, just since you were talking about run and gun, I think from my team, yeah, my run and gun basically was, was those four guys, Magic, LeBron, and Jay Giannis. I put, I put here Russell, actually, just because the, oh, yeah, yeah. the of the outlet pass. I'm just picturing Russell outletting to Magic and then Braun and... Braun and Kobe on the wings. I mean, Braun and MJ on the wings. Absolutely. Braun is trailing. Then Russell's there to clean up any mess if they miss. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love that lineup. Yeah, that's and a great lineup. Big ball. I already kind of spoiled this. I had Hakeem and Shaq there. Then you can, if you really want to go really big, Magic, yes. MJ, and KD. Maybe a little bit lacking in shooting, but throw in Bird there if you need instead of yeah. Magic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Small ball. I put Russell at center, Giannis, power forward, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, Steph. Yeah. Shooting, Steph, Katie, Bird, Hakeem at center. Wait, who is my fourth one in there? I think I, I put I put Kobe, but then I actually looked up his, uh, his, his shooting that year and it wasn't very good from three. It was like 30%. <laughs> wah, wah. Defense, you got. 
Kobe at point of attack, then MJ and LeBron on the wings, Russell and Akeem. Oh, imagine yeah. that. <laughs> I like that. And then if you want to slow it down, you have LeBron at point guard, Magic and Kobe on the wings. Then you got some shooting with Bird, and then you have Shaq on the low post. Sheesh. <laughs> I do like that. I like that. Um, my favorite one there is my run and, the run and gun one, to be honest. The run and gun, yes. yes. <laughs> so with the, with the lineups um, that I have got in mind, so one thing that I, I probably won't do, even though like, I've got a lot of more modern players here, and they're, like, like you said, like, there's a little bit of a modern player bias. Um, and like, the lineups and the schemes are probably going to be more modern. But I don't think I'll ever get to the point with this where I will actually play five out offense because I just don't think that, that, yeah, you can say like just in a vacuum. Yeah. Like if all five of your guys could shoot great, you'll space the floor. But um, the reason I don't, I just don't have that is because I have too many good interior passers and good interior finishers that like there's more to gravity than just the three-point line. Like if you're sucking in uh, the defense towards the paint, Clay and Steph are going to have a field day. Yep. And the three-point shot can be very deadly. So you kind of have to balance, and it's more of a strength of the team um, that I have. So that's why I never play five out. I'll play four out, one in if I, if I ever have to, and I have great lineups for that. But I'll never play true five out. Even if Garnett is my power forward, I'll play. I'll post up LeBron or Jordan. Mm. I'll I'll post up Bird. I'll I'll have these guys like you have plenty of guys that can play inside. I'll post you up need, Magic. Right. You so you need some in, interior pressure, as you said. Yeah. Exactly. You, I wanted to create pressure inside and outside. Mm-hmm. So my lineups. Some of my favorite lineups here. Um, Frankly, my starting lineup is one of my favorites because I think it's a great blend of offense, defense, balance between on-ball creation, off-ball stuff. I have a nice blend there. I think I can put out most fires with this team, um, maybe with the exception of your quick point guards. Um, but honestly, swap 17 Steph for 16 Clay. That's one of my favorite defensive lineups. Um, if I had a run-and-gun team, I would have... Um, I have multiple guys for this. You could put Jordan, LeBron, Pippen. Um, I would have one of the shooters, Steph or Clay, even Bird um, there. And then you could have 77 Kareem to kind of outlet. You could have Giannis to run. Um, there's just so many lineups there. 94 Pippen. They're, all of them are good defensive rebounders. So if you see one of them getting the board, like let's say Pippen gets the board, Magic and Pippen or LeBron can just start dashing out, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. Um, so I like that look. My smallest lineup I could probably run would be Giannis at center um, with Scotty and LeBron or even Bird with Stephen Clay. Uh, hmm. And I even have, like, if I have a LeBron-centric lineup, which I really would like, Steph, Clay, oh. LeBron, Bird, and then Giannis – or KG. I like the KG version because that's LeBron's strengths are playing with shooters and then having that pick and roll partner mm-hmm. that looks really good. 
I could have a Jordan-centric lineup of Pippin kind of playing point forward with Jordan. Uh, 16 Clay, Bird would fit there as well. Yeah. Um, and any one of the bigs, because I know Jordan likes <laughs> playing with a kind of a traditional big. Yeah. So you could have Kareem or Duncan. So I, that's kind of the look I like. Yeah. Hey, do you think who, who would win? <laughs> Between our teams, I like my team. Of course, I'm going to say I like my team better yeah, than yours. Course. I'm not going to say my, like. I think you have more. You have more options on big, big, big defenders. To be to be honest. Yeah. Maybe because of KG and Duncan. Yeah, I think personally, I think I my my help stuff is a little better. Like I think I can have more versatile defensive schemes, um, compared to your team. Mm-hmm. Not that your team is bad, of course. I think yeah. your your team might be a little better offensively, but I think I would take my team in net gains because I I think I have a better defensive team than you do. We'll never find. Like, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Let's fire let's up two K, dude. <laughs> let's two K sim this. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, who are you? Who is in your coaching staff? Ah, uh, yes, coaching staff. Um, so, um, for this, um, there uh, of course there are a lot of great coaches, but I'm looking for like head coach to kind of you know rally the troops, um, kind of bring guys together, be more of a leader, and promote togetherness than be a tactician. So I went with 2014 Greg Popovich. Ooh. And also because like I, this team, like these are the greatest offensive players of all time, the greatest players of all time. And I'm really looking for um, less of a strict, like pick and roll. This is all we're doing. I want like more read and react stuff because these are the best players to do it with. And I thought that Popovich's system, in addition to the other guys I'm going to have, can really do that. Okay. Um, should I just say my assistants? Sure. How many assistants do you have? Um, I picked three assistants for the sideline and then maybe two extras for like extra schematic things. Damn, I only got two people. <laughs> I have two people on my assistants. Because <laughs> the bench can have three assistants. Okay. So my bench assistants are all from this year. Eric Spolstra, Teron Liu, and Steve Kerr. Ooh. Again, three guys that can kind of do more read and react stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but those three guys are more emphasis on um, in-game adjustments, um, especially Spo and Tai, tai Lu. Kerr's there to be kind of um, uh, like integrate some of the more modern off-ball stuff in addition to like the drive and kick game that Popovich promotes. And then um, that's, that, that's kind of my justification for those, uh, for those picks. Then my two extras, just to kind of help shore up some offensive stuff, I have Mike D'Antoni. Oh, just, just for like offense, I don't, not necessarily on the bench, just to like kind of help with that stuff. And then for defensive principles, I have Mike Brown. Ooh, okay. I feel like Mike Brown is like a really, yeah. really instrumental part of the Golden State Warriors defensive success. Yes. He's always been a good defensive coach, very modern forward thinking defensive coach. So that's where I have Mike Brown. I also considered Frank Vogel. That was a tough call. Ooh. That was a tough 2020. call. 2020. <laughs> Yeah, 2020. I could go either way with that, but I, I thought like Mike Brown will just maybe be a little more. I don't know. I can't even say even more anything. Like it could either. <laughs> I could go either way. 
Who's your coaching staff? Well, I went with the. I went with. I'm trying to decide which year, but I went with Phil Jackson as the head coach because he knows how to. How to, what's it called? Play with the egos. Okay. As far as we know. <laughs> um. Okay. So he should get this team to play together. So he's that's more of for for, for Phil Jackson, but it's more for just team harmony kind of stuff. Everyone will get Zen master, yes. So everyone will get high uh, during yes. practices or like film sessions. Yes. And then they'll be relaxed for the game. They'll all get books that they may or may not read. Phil might <laughs> be the weed su- Phil might be the weed supplier for this team. Yeah. Especially you have Kevin Durant on your team. Yeah. And that's a good call. So I, I I'm probably gonna I probably would pick like maybe the Lakers version of him. Oh or oh to oh two ish that that okay. era, so he has okay. some experience already coaching, like, and has won many three times. My, yes, three or three of my players at that point. <laughs> yes, that's fair. And played against a lot of them, so he knows how they play. He knows who knows them. And yeah. then um, just to modernize the triangle a little bit more, we got like yeah, fourteen pop was my was my lead assistant, and then I threw in Steve Kerr as well because he evolved the. He evolved the triangle into what to what the Warriors have done over the last seven years now. Crazy. Gotcha. Okay. And I like your tie. So the the last three I have here are just I, I put them on just now, just because. Assistant coach. Nice. So I have Tyloo for Tyloo. I think was a good shout in terms of just quick react, quick reactions to Exodus Exodus on the court. Yes. And then as video coordinator, I have uh, Steve Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and then as um, as the fifth assistant coach, actually, I'm not sure what what role he'll play, but I have Nikias Duncan there as well. Nikias Duncan, <laughs> I like that. Shout out to the Dunker Spot. We have the podcast. Dunker Spot uh, sitting even the bench. Yeah, Nikias would be my reporter probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even a coach. He's going to be so awestruck. The whole game. I know, seriously. <laughs> he's just—he's gonna high hello his way to everything. I love that. No, that, um, that'll be a great article. We'll just know that'll be a great XSNO article on, um, on basketballnews.com. After this. that's fair. <laughs> yes, love it. So the reason I went away from Phil is because I feel like he would be way too strict with the traditional triangle, and I don't think that that version maximizes some of the modern players not that it, i want it to be adapted and that's why steve kerr is there mm-hmm. and the reason i i picked these coaches too is because they stem from different coaching trees mm-hmm. so if there's the popovich version kai lu kind of came from his own stuff yeah um spolstra is a pat riley disciple and then kerr is a popovich and the phil jackson disciple so i wanted to get kind of different perspectives with that stuff so that's that's my justification for that <laughs> That's that's a good that's 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 fairly smart because the triangle like hasn't hasn't been used. There's still principles, but not the principles, but just used. in its strictest form, it hasn't been used. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get it into some snubs, maybe. Yeah. I I think I should just immediately say 04 KG and 03 Duncan were very tough cuts for me. Yeah. Seriously, man. <laughs> My starting bigs aren't even on your team. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, where did it's like, crazy. I, I think this is where my I probably would I probably could have swapped Giannis for the KG. But I think I have yeah. a, I have a Giannis bias, to be honest. <laughs> I yeah, that's fair. 
I could potentially, if I, I, I have a lot of shooting already, I could probably throw either of these bigs instead of Ray Allen. Okay. But yeah, those two guys were pretty tough. <laughs> to, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Not to include in this team for me. That's fair. Those are the two biggest, I think. Then the rest are more like... Yeah. Uh, do you have any like... I mean, you, you mentioned two earlier when you were picking over Kobe. I assume... Well, can I, I guess, have so many snubs. Can I so guess one of them is... Uh, Please. Some version of Dwayne Wade. I put here 09. Not in the Kobe spot, but yeah. But somewhere at some 09 Wade. Just, 09 yeah. Wade. 09 Wade, which hurts me because Dwayne Wade is my favorite player. But I just... It's hard. I need... The needs of the team are different. So uh, do you have any more snubs before I get into mine? Because I have a lot. 16 play, I will also consider yeah. just because of mm-hmm. 16 play. Um, some version of Wilt, I think, would have fit in this Ooh. team. Just but in the Shaq role, kind of. But I prefer Shaq. Gotcha. Shaq is, Shaq is, I think I like I think Shaq is a good fit either way. Um in the same mold as 04 and 03, uh, 04 KG 2020 AD was something I, I was thinking about. Interesting. Okay. I was also thinking about Walton and Kareem, obviously. 77 Walton. And I wasn't sure yet on the year for, for Kareem. Um, right. But I mean, Walton, Bill Walton 1997 would have been great as a offensive hub on oh, yeah. high post hub in, this, in yeah. either of our teams. Absolutely. Uh, and then last two, like, wild, super wild cards were Robert Ori for clutch shooting. 2002 Robert Ori. Wow, okay. <laughs> and then um, in case the aliens wanted to fight, Charles Oakley. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. there's going to be kind of a melee, you could go with Oakley. You could go with Runner Test. That was a Test. <laughs> be a good one, too. I like that. I like the melee shouts, the, the intergalactic fight. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, I mean, we don't have any role players, so I feel like it's just to shout out some role players because they are important. Yeah, definitely. Teams. Definitely. Um, <laughs> no, those are, those are good shouts. Um, oh, okay. One more, so one more. Guess, 16 I'll, Draymond would fit somewhere on defense. Yeah, yeah. Draymond. I like that. Okay. These are a lot. There's just a lot of good players, man. It's almost like I want to expand this to like do the modern 15 man roster, only 12 play, but that's, I feel like that was a cop up. You got to make decisions. Okay. Who are your snubs? Here are my snubs. So instead of clay, I could have gone with one of the other shooters, like Ray or Reggie, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, but I went with clay, even though he's not as good offensively was way better defensively, specifically guarding small, quick guards. So that's why I went with him. Uh, and then, of course, 9 Wade. That, that sucked, not putting him on there. But at the end of the day, if my foundation is Jordan, LeBron, and I have Magic and Kareem, I need spacing. I need guys to take draw defenders away from them. So that's like no better person. Well, there are better people, but like Clay, like fulfills that role. In uh, Scotty Pippen spots, just because he's not the best shooter. Um, and this might, one might be a little out there, but Paul George. Which, which year? 2021. Mm. Because 
if you think about like he's one of the most versatile shooters like he can come off screens and shoot at a high percentage and he can fill some of the help defensive stuff that Pippen does but not quite as good of a connective tissue passer and um, just doesn't do the defensive stuff as well and I think yeah the spacing is important but I'll take the stuff that Pippen does at the end of the day in the Kareem spot this one I had a lot of guys I thought of 22 Jokic because I was looking for I was looking for an offensive big here, a shot creating big. So Jokic is scoring and passing would be good here, but I I wanted Kareem's defense a little more. Like Jokic a shot like rim protection strictly. Eh, I don't know. That, that that's why Tough. that's why for me it's Bill Russell there and not Shaq. Shaq is on my wild card. And that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I considered Shaq too. He's one of my snubs, but I went with Kareem because I thought he was a little smarter. Like that's that's really it. Um, I had 94 Hakeem here because like you could do that whole offensive thing with superior defense. But again, I wanted the smarter Kareem with the passing and stuff. Um, if I'm gonna have Kareem kind of be the shot creator, of, if I ever run a bench unit, which I don't really want to do, but if I were to Kareem, I think could anchor that offense a little better, um, especially if I'm gonna flank him with defensive-minded players. In the magic spot, I considered a ton of guys because I needed point of attack defense. The big one is Chris Paul. Shoots threes a little better, defends better, but I think the stuff that I wanted from Magic, just no one does better than Magic. Which which Chris I, Paul out of curiosity? Uh, 15, 2015. I could go with a bunch of versions, but I went with 15. Um, in the bird spot, I could have gone with 17 KD, but I just feel like Bird is willing to do the non-scoring things and thrive better than KD could. And Bird's motor is a little higher, so I'll take that. <clears throat> the players I had in the Kobe spot, I originally had 2020 Kawhi. But I think, like, yeah, I think Kawhi is or 2019? 2020. Could better be passer. Because hmm. better passer. The Olympic film ended up changing my mind. I think Kobe would fulfill most of what Kawhi does defensively, but, I mean, at the end of the day, the offensive stuff, I couldn't ignore. Um, and then in the Giannis spot, I also thought about a version of Draymond, but I don't like the fact that he might get ignored just straight up on offense. Why don't you pick 16 Draymond can still <clears throat> shoot? That's why, I was, that's why it's the only year I'd consider him. He shot that's 40% fair. that year. <laughs> to be honest, I think that's a fluke. I thought I mean, it was. It, I mean, considering the other years around it, yeah, it was a fluke. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I just thought, like, yeah, he did it the one time. It could go away at any time. Um, I also thought about AD, but um, in the Giannis spot. But the reason I went with Giannis is one, Giannis goes 100% all the time, and AD's motor quite isn't there. And the transition thing, I mean, I couldn't give that up. <clears throat> the thing I miss with AD is potential spacing from from a big man and the big man spacing could really um, change things. But again, like I was really going, I'm not going to play five out. Um, I'm really going to focus on having an interior presence. Although AD's off ball stuff, you could argue is better than Giannis's off ball stuff, even at the rim. But I don't know. My gut tells me Giannis. And then 92 Dennis Rodman, just because you can't replicate that offensive rebounding anywhere. Uh, but you, like he would get ignored as well. 
But that offensive rebounding is like, whoa, hard to ignore. That will get even that will get him even more offensive rebounds just to ignore him. Or think about this: if we really trust our offensive construction, there would be fewer offensive rebounds. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, fair. But yeah. any offensive rebounds that would exist would probably go to Rodman and could increase the offensive capacity of the team. I don't know. No, it's like a it's a it's a hit or miss because like. Yeah. If you have if Rodman's on the team and taking away, I mean, then not no one defense pays attention to him. Then right more defense and the other guys don't miss. Then the rebounds. But then if he's not there, then they'll be better. It's it's so hard to like kind of (laughs) exactly. It's hard to figure that kind of stuff out. So, I'll I'm making the assumption that we're not going to miss very often, so we don't need him. Um, I hope that doesn't bite me in the ass, but it's fine. Um. All right, we're let's kind of wrap up here because this this the fun thing about this team is that there will be players in the future that could change the way basketball is played, and we could put them on here. It happened with Steph, and we have a lot of modern players here. So let's talk about young players that could make this team in the future. Yeah, but who are you? Who are you looking at? Did you have a cutoff? Uh, it's more of like players who haven't peaked yet. That's what my only cutoff. If I don't believe you've peaked yet, or there's like a superior version of you potentially out there, um, reasonably, like you could think about like Kawhi is, you know, he's Kawhi 20 years old. Yeah. Giannis is 27. There could be a better version of him, but I already like what he is. So I'm not counting that. But if there's a young player right now that hasn't peaked yet, that there's potentially a better version that could make it, but a current version isn't on there now, that's kind of what I thought of. I mean, I think the first one I put here is Victor. <laughs> He's not even wow. in the NBA yet. <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, but I wanted to pump the brakes because I don't. He's not even in the league yet. <laughs> I need to see how he is in the league first before I declare a Victor thing. But that's a good shout. I mean, I think the biggest name that popped to mind the most, the, the quickest, was Zion. And Zion. And then Luca. Zion and Luca. I do have those two. Those two, I mean, Zion has to stay healthy, first of all. Yeah. But Zion could really change the way this is played. Like, he could just, like, be this absolutely devastating rim force that we've never seen before and providing a different way. Yeah. So, yeah, Zion could get there. And Luca, of course, I mean, could change the shot creation. What He, like, <laughs> I'm looking at him to supplant the magic spot. That, that would in be future. interesting, yeah. <clears throat> yep. I have uh, two more names here, but is that everyone for you? I mean, I put Jokic because I didn't. He's not on my team, but you mentioned him in your snubs. So yeah, and he's pretty much he's peaking. Yeah, he's peaking, <laughs> and that's true. There could be a better version of Jokic. Yeah. Uh that's yeah. Like that's that's the only. Two. I have a later version of Giannis. Is the other thing I put there as well. And that's fair. And that's fair. I just think like the reason I don't have those two here is because if. If these are the two best versions, they're already getting consideration. So these the Luca and Zion don't have a version I would consider. Mm. That's why. So the, I have two more names that I'm really looking at. One, you'll really like this one. Uh, I'm looking at Jason Tatum. Oh, I was I thought I knew you were gonna pick one of the, the Celtics boys. <laughs> the reason, and this isn't just because Homerism and just because they made the finals. I'm looking at Tatum's skill set, the off-ball shooting, the short rope passing that he's kind of developed. 
the defense, the shooting, and the shooting from a guy that's 6'10", um, could really potentially fit in here. Um, it, it may be a long shot, I'll admit, because I don't know if Tatum will ever peak as high as any of these guys. Yeah. It's just something I'm looking for, like from the shooting and the, the short roll passing and all that. It's a long shot, but I'm looking at it. And this one may be interesting, but I like what I see from him so far is Evan Mobley. Oh, that's which a- maybe like similar like to the Wembanyama shout. I think that length and that defensive mobility. I'm looking at him like in the future. Mm-hmm. Plus his high post passing. I already like the way he passes. He could develop a jump shot so he could space. Yeah. But I like his post game, his individual scoring game, where he's willing to like take it to your chest mm-hmm. and have a hook shot. So. That's kind of why I'm looking That's at Evan. Shot. Yeah. Evan and potentially Scotty Barnes too, now that I think about it. But any of the rookies, Chet, <laughs> Chet, uh, Paolo. I'm those are Chet maybe. <laughs> if of the top three, I would potentially look at Jabari Smith mm. shooting in defense. I'm already thinking Jabari is going to be a positive defender when he gets to the league, like right away, Ooh. and be a good shooter. So he's going to be a good player right away, I think. It's just where is he going to go? But I think Jabari will have a long career because he's going to be a good player. Jabari would be one of my picks. Let's talk about some older players that maybe um, maybe didn't necessarily get consideration just because it's hard to project where they are, where they could be. Um, but like, I think their skill sets would like match. And Bill Russell was on my list. And I think that he could fit in right away, but I think there's other stuff that I would just like for him to develop. Like proper dribbling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Modern, yeah. modern like dribbling, just, sorry. Like, there's just like, he doesn't even, he's never played with a three point line. Yeah. Like, the shot clock, the modern pace. If, if Bill kind of, you know, Defensive adjusts to the modern game, he could, he could very much be on this team, and I wouldn't bat an eye. How uh, who, who else are you? I, I think that's a big thing with like these '60s players. Like I'm just thinking about Jay West, yeah. never never dribbling with his left. Not that's dribbling the with his left hand, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the uncertainty. And honestly, Jerry West is on my list. Yeah, he already had a pull-up jumper with like not being able to dribble very much. I I, I so think, that's one. I think the 2K version of him would be what he would be. <laughs> that's what he would be. <laughs> like, he can, yes, he shoots so well in that game. Yes, yeah. and the point of attack defense would very much be there. Like yeah. he's listed at six two, but when I watch his tape, he doesn't defend like he's six two. He defends like he's six five. Yeah, I like that from him. And the other guy was John Havlicek, mm. just the guy who constantly moves. He didn't quite have three point range, so he'd probably be more like a Rip Hamilton mm-hmm. than a Ray Allen. But I like the movement. That's one I considered. But the big, the two big ones for me are Bill and Jerry, mm. Bill Russell, Jerry West. You know, not Wilk? Not necessarily Wilk. I mean, I could go with, like, the 67 version of Wilt, and he'd be great. Yeah. Who plays, like, has the scoring chops, but the good passing, the good defense. So, yeah, I could I'd consider one of those versions of Wilt. Later versions of Wilt, not early. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, I just put them here because I thought they might be interesting if they grew up in today's era. Oscar and Pistol, Pistol Pete, actually. <laughs> Pistol Pete would be interesting. Interesting. Pistol yeah. Pete would be a good one. Yeah. 
That would be a good one. Steph Curry before his time. I mean, he was doing crazy shit with the, the, the ball and like shooting from like far, 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 far away. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I like the pistol peach shot. That, that's a good one. Um, all right. I think is there anything else to add before we uh, wrap up this long episode? This is a long episode. Uh, I think. Yeah, we'll post the list of our of our teams maybe on Instagram or Twitter. Emperor. I kind of want to do a poll. I might do a poll in the on Twitter and Amino. basketball Amino. <laughs> Which team? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that'll Which be team is better? And let's see. We'll see. And maybe in the next episode, we'll reveal the results and all that. So. <laughs> all right. That sounds. That sounds, that sounds like a plan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After I'll do that after we post this. So. So keep a lookout for that. Um. But let us know your thoughts. Um, firstly, how did Bill Russell affect you? How did you take the news? What did Bill Russell mean to you as just a basketball player and as a, as a person? His long legacy, I'm sure, affected a lot of people. Um, so let us know how Bill Russell affected you on Share a personal some level. Share some stories for sure. There's, there's plenty of stories. Share some stuff that you learn about him, please. We'd, we'd love to hear more Bill Russell stories. Um, from the standpoint of our teams, <laughs> who do you think had the better team? <laughs> me, it's definitely me no, or Carlos. It's mine. It's mine. No, no one can question. <laughs> I like my Tim no Duncan, alien, KG. No aliens team. can guard Shaq. Yeah. Don't have to worry about Hakeem. You're gonna yeah. dropping it off to the cutting LeBron code. Oh, <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts. Who? Who had the better team? Who do you think should have made either one of our teams? Or yeah, the big snubs from your point of view. I think that'll be interesting to see. Meg just said she votes for your team. So that's already, I'm already down one. Stop the count. Um, so I'm already behind. So I'm losing, I'm, I'm down on one. It's okay. We'll come from behind. That's fine. We're a, we're a seven game series type of team. So um, let us know your thoughts and please don't pack me up too much for the Clay Thompson thing. Um, let us know your thoughts on our socials. We are at GotNextBlog on Twitter and Instagram. Um, visit our website, gotnextsite.wordpress.com. I do have a plug, quick plug. Ooh. I wrote an article recently on the importance of secondary playmaking, which is really like your secondary um, advantage exploitation. When someone else creates the advantage, what skills do you bring to... Um, to kind of continue that advantage and make sure that that advantage isn't wasted. Um, and that kind of informs a lot of the decisions I made on this team. So it's relevant. I'll post that, post that link um, in the description of the show. Um, also follow us on Hardwood Amino, the basketball social media app at Got Next Podcast. One of the polls will be on that app. So take a look out for that. Um, that's it for the show. Who's got next? Team Rafa. Or my, team my team got next. I think my team got next. <laughs> I have all the players that know how to play and defend the triangle. <laughs>